This is the Hans Shot First Podcast. They don't know it, I'm telling you. We'll be talking in-depth about common movie moments from my dead body. With the mix of all things pop culture along the way. Yeah, all Scott. Okay. Welcome, everyone, to Hans a Shot First. I'm Jeff. Joining me as usual are Scott and Alex. Say hello, guys. Hey. Hello. All right. Today we're going to be talking about UHF. Scott, since this is your topic, take it away. So the movie that was supposed to save Orion Pictures wind up bombing, but it becomes a cult classic. Orion, Orion <laughs> is bankrupt now. <laughs> yes, they are. I think they're they're completely gone, right? I don't remember. They got bought out and dissected, yeah. disassembled, or whatever. Yeah. But uh, disassemble, dead. Yep. Yep. So the main point of focus here is all the fantastic programming that they have at the UHF station. Uh, it's it's kind of a it's its own sub list for this episode. Station. <laughs> Good pool, wrong movie. Uh, great character, though. So, yeah, it just... It, throughout the movie, uh, after Weird Al gets gets a hold of the station and things are failing, and because of one uh, not racist yet, Michael Richards, uh, they, they, they managed to, to start pulling in ratings with Stanley Spadowski's Playhouse. And you see the, the other programming that starts pulling down ratings. And it's, it's stuff that... <laughs> Part part of which I, I wish is real, uh, but uh, stuff that in my my formative years we would stop and rewind. Uh, that's that's right, literally rewind because it was on VHS. Mm-hmm. Um, just to throw out another acronym out for you kids, uh, they don't know what yeah UHF is. Um, but uh, so we'll start with the my my favorite one out of all the program that they show, which is Conan the Librarian. <laughs> uh, could could not be a more perfect. I don't know what it is. Twenty seconds of film. <laughs> they they do the typical in a world type of setup for the for the promo, and then it pans to <laughs> this Arnold Schwarzenegger look like. Uh, his, his sword has like these scissor handles on it too, on the pommel. Uh, yeah, that was weird. Which <laughs> uh, which is a nice touch, and then he just goes around like the first guy asked him. Or he could find a book on, like, bird watching or something like that. <laughs> he lifts him up by his neck and says, Don't you know the Dewey Decimal System? And I must have quoted that ad nauseum. Alex, too. That's true. Uh, people probably Not me. No, you're missing out, Jeff. Nope. Uh, but the best part of that commercial, uh, you, might have, you're, you might already be planning to mention this but I'll just say it right now and steal your thunder was when one of the guys is like oh these books are a little overdue (laughs) he just goes (laughs) (laughs) he doesn't even even roar he just makes a sound he he chops them (laughs) right in half and you see it happening that was amazing Uh, we're we're not doing this justice folks Uh, it's all the commercials are individually and I think collected also on YouTube, so just go watch them. Just UHF commercials. U- UHF, Conan the Librarian. Uh, you'll you'll find some some buried gold there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, all our, our hundreds of listeners, we definitely highly uh, recommend that you go out and look at that. Uh, the second favorite one is the Spatula City commercial. Uh, <laughs> if, if for no other reason than uh, they, the, the typical cheesy commercial where everybody piles into the family station wagon, which is also no longer a thing. Uh, at least station wagons don't really look like station wagons anymore. No. The faux wood paneling, like the uh, <laughs> the vacation, the National Lampoon's vacation station wagon. Mm-hmm. Um, station. Or- <laughs> <laughs> all right, you beat me to it, Jeff. I was about to ask what kind of what kind of wagon was it. So yeah, all the, all the kids and the, and the the mom and the dad pile in the car, and the dad says we're going to Spatula City, and everybody's just all excited, yay! And then it. Cuts the the cheesy overlay, Spatula City, Spatula City, Spatula City, and, and they, they 
they had this set. It's just this Home Depot-sized building, with nothing but spatulas, <laughs> doing the whole thing. Just the absurdity of it all. Uh, what makes... better way to say I love you than a spatula? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And they show all the different ways you can uh, incorporate spatulas into your life. That one's good. And then uh, third down the list would be the Wheel of Fish. Pretty, pretty racist, but funny nonetheless. And 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 there's the big payoff at the end of the movie. So they have the, the Wheel of Fish, where people have to pick a fish. And I forget the exact uh, premise of it, but the lady chooses the wrong kind of fish. Yeah. And then she can keep... Uh, the red snapper that she just spun on the wheel, or oh, red she... snapper, mm, very tasty. Or she can pick the box that Kuni-san is bringing down the steps right now. <laughs> <laughs> and so the crowd is yelling and everything. Then <laughs> she's like, uh, "I'll take the box. You chose the box. What's in the box? Nothing. <laughs> Absolutely nothing." <laughs> So stupid. Mm-hmm. That was uh, well, a little tongue tied there. Get a get a Watanabe of uh, sixteen candles fame. Automobile. And also in uh, yeah, in um, a movie with Michael Keaton. That one. Gung Ho. Gung Ho. Beetlejuice. Oh. I think that was Get a Watanabe. That um, yeah, was. So. Uh, that's a great bit. And then you get the bit at the end of the movie when they all pile out of the closet to assault the <laughs> the goons to rescue Michael what Richards. Kind, what kind of a closet was it? Supplies! <laughs> uh, so dumb. It's so good. Indeed. Then uh, then there's a smaller one. There's the, like the town talk, which is kind of like the Phil Donahue, Gerardo Rivera. They have a bunch of guys in KKK and I forget what's going on in that scene but he gets hit with the chair a couple times <laughs> yeah. I remember that whole era when uh, Geraldo had that yeah a broken nose for like I don't know the whole I think it was one whole season right he milked that thing he had it for a while mm-hmm. kind of a big honker to begin with so probably took a little longer to longer to heal <laughs> Funny. Uh, Crossover moment. Oh. Big noses? Oh, who's your favorite daytime shitty talk show host? Mm. Like in real life? Yeah, in real life. Like oh. a Geraldo or a Donahue or a... I'm going to say Ellen. Murray, Murray Povich. Ellen so so the, the Nader, like the lowest one I, I think I saw as a kid, which is when all the stuff was at its... At its height, it's probably the Richard Bay show. <laughs> like, like that that guy was doing things that not even like Springer or. <laughs> Wait, was he the one who just always had like strippers with huge tits on? Right. I that I think that was him. <laughs> or that was all of them, probably. Yeah, yeah, that was all. I I don't remember. It was just I just remember even as a kid recognizing that it was a little more depraved than the other ones. <laughs> I just remember like the stories. Like my boobs are too big. I'm too sexy. <laughs> well, uh, no. we gotta address that problem. Yeah, right how now. many stripper wives is too many? <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess I gotta watch. I guess I gotta watch the whole episode to find that one out. Seriously. Yeah. yeah. So, what about you, Jeff? I don't know. I don't. They're all terrible. The Mexican ones. The ones on the Mexican channels. Cristina. Yeah. Cristina. <laughs> Cristina. Who's it uh, that does the uh, paternity test and everybody dances? <laughs> you are not the father. Oh, oh. I think that's, that's Sally, Jesse, Raphael. I think that's Maury. And then they... No, that, yeah, that's Maury Povich. Yeah, they do the dance and then they play the guile music. Yeah, I changed my, my answer. That one's my favorite. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so speaking of Mexicans, Whoa. Uh, Raul's Wild Kingdom. <laughs> Perhaps my favorite line of the entire movie, past the supplies one. Wait, wait, shouldn't shouldn't we call that a border cross moment? Crickets. <laughs> I appreciate where you're going with that, Alex. <laughs> you get you get you get a B for effort. Uh, not so high in the execution. That's good enough for me. All right. 
Uh, the Raul's Wild Kingdom. Uh, my favorite line in the entire movie, perhaps. The Today, we're going to teach poodles how to fly. <laughs> and then that bit had probably the funniest shot of the entire movie. You actually see from the outside of the three-story building that he's in. <laughs> the poodle gets land on the pile of dead poodles sitting on the lawn already. Like, well, the pile was big enough that I think the later ones probably survived. It's it's possible, but it, <laughs> that it's just funny. It went it went a little darker than than perhaps the rest of the movie did. There there was a couple of uh, dark darker bits in the movie. Um, like you the, would like a pile of dead dogs, you sick son of a bitch. Ooh. Yeah, Alex. What are you? Oh, what? Both of you. Just because I've eaten dog before. Ugh. Knowingly? No, not knowingly. Okay. <laughs> True story. Yeah. That was gross. Uh, I mean, it was delicious, but it was gross after I found out. Yup. Crickets. Uh, so, yeah, the one of the other kind of dark... There were a couple darker scenes. The, uh... The emo scene, or what? What's his name? Butterfingers. Oh, emo Phelps. Emo Phelps. Thank you. <laughs> Just call me Mister Butterfingers. I was actually watching that clip earlier today, and <laughs> the the funniest part of the bit is not even that. It's when uh, uh, Weird Al Yankovic's character George says something to him, and he just like completely uh, ignores him and does this little head bob thing to, <laughs> to show how annoyed he is with him and then right afterwards he cuts his finger off <laughs> uh, he was wow Weird Al <laughs> has some good screams <laughs> and the, the cameraman the silent cameraman gets the bug eyes <laughs> yeah. he's holding the sandwich <laughs> hey man you think you're fat or something that's yeah. that guy yeah. then the, the fire hose with the Stanley Spadowski's Playhouse. Oh, Jimmy. Jimmy, you're a lucky, lucky little boy. Do you know why? You get the drink from the firehouse. <laughs> the kid gets flung 30 feet across the room. He's the, right before, he's <laughs> like, he's so excited. He's like, are you ready, Timmy? Yeah! And he's like opening wide, and right in the middle of that, he just, <laughs> Stanley just opens up the hose. Oh, man. And and before it becomes uh, Spadowski's Playhouse, when uh, Weird Al has the Uncle Nutsy or Nipsey, Uncle, it is. it's Nutsy. Nutsy, and he he walks up to the to like the four kids sitting in the audience, and he asks the, the nearest kid, "You happy to be here?" And the kid just spits in his face. Like, <laughs> oh man, yeah. So it, it does get a little dark at places. It's mostly lighthearted humor throughout the movie. Um, the then well. I'll, finish talking about uh, this list with uh, um, the ones that they, they don't show up they talk about and then one more after that but uh, the, the the Druids on Parade <laughs> the Volcano Worshippers Hour <laughs> uh, Underwater Bingo for Teams and oh, my yeah, favorite they're just, they're just spitting ball, spitballing like uh, oh where are we going to put these shows right yeah well they're actually yeah they've actually made the show so they're just deciding where to, to plug them in yeah and then my favorite Fun with Dirt <laughs> And then finally, there's a trailer for another movie that they have in there, uh, Gandhi 2, uh, which... <laughs> I'll take a steak, medium rare. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Baldi! And that was, what's his face, Jay Levy? I think so, Jay yeah. Jay Levy playing Gandhi. Yeah. So did you guys get those jokes the first time you saw it? No, no I didn't. Yeah, I didn't you know who Gandhi was. I didn't, yeah, right? I didn't know who Gandhi was. <laughs> but yeah, that, watch that bit again, it's... He's, Gandhi's going around and he's like driving around in a Ferrari and kicking all kinds of ass and he like <laughs> he punches through a go- through a dude at one point yeah. his hands covered in blood <laughs> it's so so ridiculous uh, but yeah, ne- another one that you know I wish it was a real thing <laughs> yeah seriously wasn't that the inspiration for Dalsim from Street Fighter 2 it might have been mm-hmm. no that's not true <laughs> Actually, the, I, I'm pretty well convinced that the, the Dalsum characters, besides just random uh, Asian stereotyping of Indian people, um, is in Master of the Flying Guillotine. Oh, you're right. No, yeah, you're right. Because it's the one guy that's supposed to be Indian. 
Ooh, I look more Indian than that guy. But anyways, the uh, yeah, he has he has the arms that like extend arms. Long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he, he's playing Indian face. <laughs> didn't was. Bing Kingsley play Gandhi? So yeah. yeah. See what? Where am I? <laughs> drink, drink a cap, sir. Yeah, Jeff's pretty hopped up on Nyquil. I, dro- I dropped a cough drop in my beer and it's gross. <laughs> did, did it melt? Or are you just trying to get to it when you get to the bottom? Uh, you know, it's dissolving slowly, but I'm going to finish the beer before that happens. You got to get some of the uh, the lemon honey. And then it's, it'll be like a... Like Hot toddy? Yeah. And then take a shot. I'll just drop it in a shot of whiskey. Jägermeister. Throw oh, it in the microwave. Instead of an Irish car bomb, you can call it a dirty bomb. and Pop the pill and do the shot. <laughs> I think Jeff's dead. I think that was the... Per- <laughs> so, sometimes we'll, we'll mute the microphones for those listening at home. We'll, we'll, we'll let you behind the curtain here. Uh, every once in a while we'll have to mute to go do whatever. Iron uh, curtain. <laughs> the, just now, you could... That was probably the easiest time to ever tell that somebody muted. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Just mid-cough. <laughs> That's not true. <laughs> Whoa! Oh, you can't write that. No. <laughs> and Jeff's back. And he's back. Oh. Uh, he's not alive. So, uh... So, yeah, those are my collective moments, uh, favorite moments from the movie. Uh, what about you, Alex? Well, let's do the other half of my list from last week. Well, no, no, not still talking about UHF. Oh, damn it! Or are we done talking about UHF? No, I love UHF. It's one of my favorite movies. It might have been uh, when I started working and I actually had money, but still lived with my parents, so I had all this cash to burn. It was it, like in the uh, first DVDs that I ever bought for myself. I love that movie very much. All the ridiculous, like the Rambo 2 parody at the very end. Pretty good. That's freaking gold. Spitting out the bullets. Plus, it is still, that DVD still has the best, in my opinion, the best uh, commentary of any other DVD ever. Who's on the commentary? Just Weird Al? It's Weird Al and um, What's-Her-Face, the love interest in the movie. She was in SNL. Oh, the one that turned out to be super crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Victoria Judy Tenuto, Jack- uh, Victoria Jackson. Yeah, Victoria Jackson. She was in there. Victoria Jackson. Jackson. Was she? Was she a Not in the movie. No. And uh, Jay Levy, I think, was in there. <laughs> I won't spoil it for anybody, but there's like uh, guest stars that actually pop in during during the re- recording section. <laughs> it's pretty awesome. I uh, yeah. It's one of my favorite. Uh, Conan is number two. Yeah. So we've talked about before the the Conan commentary is pure gold. Uh, yeah, I think just uh, lighthearted movie, a lot of fun. Uh, it's kind of meanders from bit to bit. Um, not not the strongest plotting, or, but yeah, come on. The, the there are some great character bits um, from Michael Richards. As uh, Stanley Spadowski before before he became Kramer, mm-hmm. it's, it's um, brilliant. It's... And the the great Kevin McCarthy uh, of the original Invasion of the Body Snatchers, um, just chewing on scenery is the despicable R.J. Fletcher. Hey, R.J. Yeah, he's just such a shit heel. Uh, it's it's a lot of fun to watch. You guys kind of tell he's having he's having fun with it. Yeah, his facial expressions are yeah amazing. <laughs> He's he, he gives uh, Smales uh, a run for his money. Mm-hmm. Uh, as far as just being an unlikable dick Not and having fun and having fun doing, it. you can tell the act, that's the thing. You can always tell when the actor's having fun. And um, clearly, Kevin McCarthy was uh, was digging what he was doing there. Everybody was, and even the son, his son, uh, J.R. R.J. Fletcher's son, that actor, he was actually he auditioned for R.J. But he got you know. When Kevin McCarthy came on, he got the son's part. And he is also a, a great, like, supporting villain, I guess. Yeah. He's kind of a sniveling little... 
Yeah. Spoiled. <laughs> but dad. Man child. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, and he has one of the best jokes in the freaking in the whole uh, <laughs> in the whole movie, where, where R.J. is like pointing to a painting of his dad. Is like, what would R.J. Senior think of our you know station today? What would he say if he saw our station today? And the sun turns. <laughs> And his son turns around to one of his buddies and he's like, Help, get me out, I'm in this comet underground, get me out! <laughs> <laughs> turns around and his dad's just staring holes at him. Oh my god, that gets me every time. I mean, I think that was like the... I don't know if it was the same scene, but the... They're having the meeting at their station, the, the real news station, TV station, when the guy walks in with that ridiculous hat, like a 10-gallon hat that's got like a <laughs> raccoon tail... <laughs> And RJ yells at him, and take that ridiculous thing off. And he looks all dejected, and he reaches up, and he pulls off his fake mustache instead. <laughs> you can't write that. That yeah. is, oh my gosh, misdirection at its greatest. Uh, so, some some other uh, good cameos. Uh, let's see, Fran Dresser, who, as far as I know, has only been in three things ever. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't find Eddie Noodles McIntyre. Yeah. This... Um, Spinal Tap and The Nanny. I forgot she was in Spinal Tap. Yeah. Oh, wasn't she in The Beauty and the Beautician or something? Beautician and the Beast. Or with, whatever. Uh, with uh, James Bond. Boom, nailed it. I'm sad that I know that, but I did. <laughs> there you go, four things. I'm going to challenge get Jeff to quiz up on Beautician and the Beast. I bet he beats me. <laughs> no, he just quiz me on Fran Drescher Trivia. 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 Go. Just drink your dirty bum. It's gone. <laughs> and mm-hmm. uh, last but not least, the the great, great Billy Barty. Certainly not least. May he uh, may he rest in peace. Help! Get me out! I'm in this little coffin. Get me out! Too soon. Alex at gmail.com <laughs> Okay, uh, Jeff, do you have anything to add about uh, Jeff? <laughs> Not much. I, I've only seen it a couple times, but I have seen it in the movies, theater. I did see it when it first came out. Wow. Yeah, I, th- I think I did. I think I also saw it in the theater. Um, I liked it because I, you know, I grew up listening to Weird Al stuff, so that was cool. I don't remember much. I remember Michael Richards talking about how much he loves his mom. <laughs> um, I used to have another one. <laughs> yeah. And and you already mentioned all the other stuff, like the drinking from the fire hose and the teaching the poodles how to fly. Um Yep. I'm not a big fan. I like this movie you know what I haven't seen it in forever, so I can't say whether I like it or not. It's been forever. You'd like it. You'd watch I mean, it again, you'd like if it. Weird Al is in it, I'm sure I'm gonna love it because that guy is a genius. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, new new album was uh, top of the Billboard charts for like a week, but still number one after all these years. All these guys that he parodies have come and gone, but Weird Al still standing strong. Well, that's what they did a uh, what call it a true Hollywood story on Weird Al. Oh, oh man, that was so good. Yeah, it's hilarious. It's awesome. And he was saying like every weird Weird Al album is like <laughs> a mini comeback. Because <laughs> in between when he makes an album, people completely forget about him until he makes a new album. <laughs> then it just like rises to the top of the billboard. And then he then he goes and plays the Orange County Fair. Mm-hmm. Which is a great show, by the way. Everybody should go watch it. What Everybody I find should... amazing is that we don't, oh I don't know about you guys, but I don't know any of the songs he's even making fun of anymore. <laughs> like he's been around for so long that music I don't even know. He's yeah, I I still recognize him but just barely uh, my favorite thing that he always does on his albums is the the polka medley and I do not recognize some of the songs on the, the most recent polka medley to, to go on with what Jeff's saying yeah. like the main parody songs though yeah I, I know where he's coming out of I probably wouldn't I don't know anybody I heard Rihanna and Beyonce are people <laughs> <laughs> they certainly are yep hot people Mm-hmm. Shy running. <laughs> oh, Rihanna. 
anyway. Yeah, that's right. all I know about UHF. Uh, I know a lot more about VHF. <laughs> what about Zing? That's for you, Romero. <laughs> Dumb, easy joke. You'll never be on our show. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> and that's we- when that's when Alex killed Jeff. <laughs> nope, still here. Oh. All right, so uh, I think we're done talking about UHF. All right, on to our lists. All right, uh, Alex. All right. What you got for us? So I'll just uh, do the other half of the list that I was <laughs> that I did last week. Lazy bastard. Mm-hmm. Not lazy. I had a really long list, and I cut it in half for part two. Anyway, some other great uh, fake commercials that I've seen in movies and TV shows. There's... I'll just start with The Simpsons, Cream of the Crop. It rises to the top. Uh, Mr. Plow. <laughs> Both Mr. Plow commercials. <laughs> where he, The one where he makes it with his family and then uh, Grandpa's old man winter. <laughs> and in one instance, Bart's like, Oh, hey, Mr. Plow, you oh, you are bounded by the city uh, and certify. <laughs> it's a plus streets, right? Shut up, boy. <laughs> and later in that same episode is when he tries, when he actually goes to an ad agency to make a commercial that will save his business. <laughs> and it makes absolutely no sense. It's like a modern day uh, cologne commercial. <laughs> it was. Well, insane. Everybody should check it out. I won't spoil it. <laughs> you can spoil it's just, it. It's just weird and crazy. It's like this girl is holding a snow globe and she's singing like operatically and then this other guy in just slacks, he's all shirtless and I don't think he's even wearing shoes, comes in and then he knocks the snow globe out of her hand and crashes on the ground and just says, Mr. Plow. <laughs> Are you guys, uh, either one of you, watching the, the mega Simpsons marathon that's going on right now on FXX? It's still going? Here and it was, there. It was still going last. Yeah, I, I kind of turn on uh, in the background before I go to sleep. and I ca- managed to catch a couple of the episodes. Uh, they were pure gold. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. The, uh, the Japan episode. Um, Mr. Spockula? Not that one. Where they go um, to Japan. They go to Japan, yeah. And it's some of the jokes are kind of dumb. But they're still funny, and that that's the episode though with the battling seizure robots. <laughs> and now back to battling seizure robots, which is <laughs> one of my favorite gags. Uh, Shout out to Pokemon. Um, what's the other one? <laughs> In the awesome Japanese toilet. I am honored to accept your waste. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I remember that. the toilet told us where to go to dinner. <laughs> yeah, I saw uh, old ones. It was like when. Bart runs away at Thanksgiving, and oh wow! And then uh, when Bart plays miniature golf against Todd or Flanders, I don't know. They were old ones, though. Brought back memories. Yeah. <laughs> What's the sound of one head clapping? Yeah. <laughs> Lise, listen up. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny. It's funny. You'll see people on Twitter like they'll post something, and they're like. Okay, okay, guys, you can stop watching. It's a Lisa episode. <laughs> Seriously. That's got to be a band name, too, Lisa episode. All right, playing Coachella this week. Lisa Belinda, episode. Belinda Carlisle. <laughs> Susanna Huff. But anyways, back on topic to the uh, Simpson theme. My next favorite commercial is the Canyonero commercial. Which is a giant SUV that smells like a steak in seats 35. Can you narrow? Can you narrow? It's two lanes wide. 40 tons of American steel. Can you narrow? And it bursts to flame at a drop of a hat. SUVs used to do that, kids. Doesn't, doesn't like, at least one of the Can you narrow commercials end with it? Like up on an, on its hind wheels, like <laughs> like it's a horse. <laughs> yeah, it, indeed it does. Uh, that's that's early Simpsons, right? No, that's the later seasons. Canyon Arrow. Yeah, that's in the. I'm gonna 
say double digits. Well, it's it's hard to quantify what exactly is early Simpsons now. What what season are they in? Twenty four. Yeah, then it's early mid Simpsons. Okay, but basically anything after two thousand, I feel like is a later episode. Mm-hmm. Even though there were still some good good ones out of there, mostly the Halloween episodes. And as Jeff mentioned, my final very favorite fake commercial from The Simpsons is Mr. Sparkle. <laughs> Mr. Sparkle. <laughs> it is so Japanese. If you just look up Japanese commercial on YouTube, you Mr. Sparkle fits right in. With turning the uh, very attractive Japanese models into sumo wrestlers and then him floating to a scene where a reporter <laughs> is interviewing a cow <laughs> and then the cow shatters. It's pure Japanese insanity, and I love it. It's very, what's the line? It's very disrespectful of dirt. <laughs> it will banish uh, the grime on your dishes to the valley of wind and ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. Favorite, favorite part of that whole thing, though, is when he actually calls Japan and talks to the guy. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> oh. Oh, damn it. I'm trying to remember what he says. He says, like, sure, Chief, let's talk. Why not? Yeah. Hello, I'm trying to ask about Mr. Sparkle. Oh, you have any questions? Uh, who are you? I am Mr. Sparkle. Oh, you have many questions, Mr. Sparkle. Send you premium and answer question 100%. Which, again, is Getty Watanabe, full circle, oh, doing, wow. that, doing that voice. <laughs> Just like uh, George Takei is the talk show host at the end of the Going to Japan episode. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which is not going full circle, but it's another Japanese uh, cameo. See, if Brian would have said that, it would have been really racist. It would have been. All right, I guess it's time for my list. Yeah, so so Jeff, uh, Alex seems done with his list. What do you got? So my list is terrible, and I put little to no effort in this at all. <laughs> I, I admire that Jeff's always straightforward with like, the lack of, of effort. I'm dying here, man. All right, mine's musicians in movies. Okay. So, okay. Da- David Bowie in Labyrinth, and I was in other movies, but you got to talk about the Bowie Bulge in Labyrinth. Boy, it's pretty awesome. Very impressive. Oh, just to bring this full full circle, the the name of the guy that plays that is uh, Weird Al's sidekick in that movie, his buddy, his name is David Bow. Yeah. Yeah. B O W E. Yeah. And Rambo uses a Bowie knife. <laughs> okay. Oh yeah. And um next is Dolly Parton and I don't know, uh nine to five <laughs> or make up a movie. <laughs> uh what's the one with her and Sylvester Stallone? Reinhardt. Like 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 a rhinestone cow. Yeah. Oh, I was gonna say demolition man. I don't think Dolly Parton was in that. What? <laughs> and as we talked about in the previous episode, Prince and Prince movie. <laughs> Purple Prince Rain. Movie. Oh. Starring Prince. First time I saw boobs on screen. And under Cherry Moon. You saw Dolly Parton's boobs? I wish. Oh. And I had one other one, but I forgot it. So I'll say Kenny Rogers in... Seinfeld. He wasn't in Seinfeld. His chicken was. Oh, okay. <laughs> Kenny Rogers had to be in some, like, Cannonball Run movie or something. I don't know. He was, in, he was the gambler. Kenny. I was in the gambler. Kenny. And that's my list. <laughs> <laughs> I, You know, I have no right to laugh because I don't think my list is any longer than Jeff's. Oh, come on. <laughs> oh, hold on. Can I get a shot of whiskey, though? Because I'm dying here. Okay. <laughs> whiskey break. Whiskey, whiskey break. break. <laughs> <laughs> and we're back. Good. Scott, let's hear your list. All right, so... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so just just a couple of things here. I was thinking about... Uh, this happened a lot in UHF with the, the daydreaming. Um, so just a couple movies where there were elaborate scenes uh, where it, it turned out not to actually have happened. Walter whether, they, whether they be dream sequences or... Um, just daydreaming, uh, starting with the movie we talked about a few times, High Fidelity. 
No. Oh. Uh, High Fidelity, where John Cusack uh, nearly beats Tim Robbins to death with a telephone. <laughs> Get uh, your patchouli stink out of my store. Yeah. Best, best scene in the movie. <laughs> best scene in the movie. Uh, <laughs> Princess Bride, the, the whole scene where Fred Savage freaks out. What the hell, Grandpa? That was bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, what is, what's his line? Jesus Christ, Grandpa. <laughs> yeah. Boo. Boo. Bow down to her if you want. Bow down. Queen of slime, queen of filth, queen of putrescence. Boo. Yeah, good scene. Great scene. Uh, and <laughs> that's pretty much all I have. <laughs> <laughs> So, what? You made fun of my list? No, I I gave full disclosure that I had no right to laugh at your list. When you Damn when you right. go back and listen to this podcast, Jeff, you you hear me say I have no right to laugh at you, Jeff, because my list is just as short as yours. But that was after you laughed at me. This is after. This is true. They're all gonna <laughs> laugh at you. <laughs> oh, oh, Jeff dead. Is he dead? Jeff better be careful. He'll be dead. <laughs> That cough has a death sentence on 12 systems. <laughs> Jeffrey, are you... are you there, Jeffrey? No, I'm fine. All right. <laughs> I'm fine. Oh, Jeff's, boy. Jeff, Jeff's last podcast, ladies and gentlemen. He's a little fucked. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right, so uh, I guess this is going to be a tight episode. Uh, so... Um, Anybody have any other movies they can think of with uh, the big dream sequence, as it were? Nope. Okay. Inception. It's time for Neom News. Yeah. yeah it yeah, was yeah. yeah. It was yeah. And the new tagline is, inaccurate news tw- two weeks after it never actually happened. <laughs> <laughs> hey, mine was kind of true. Alex it was not Al- true. Alex was straight up reading an article that had April 1st not only on the top, but a little disclaimer beneath it that said it was an April Fool's joke. I just had the wrong company. I, what can't, I, said I can't read. Okay. Jeff, please elaborate on why I was wrong. Well, how I was wrong. A couple, couple episodes ago, Scott said that Google bought uh, Twitch, and he was wrong. It's Amazon who bought Twitch. Same thing. Eh, six, six of one, half a dozen of another. Google owns so, Amazon, right? Yeah, so we as um, <laughs> unprofessional reporters have to learn to not report on rumors, like Thor being a woman in the next movie. I'm pretty sure that's not going to be true. Well, that was Matt. That's I know, fault. but these are all things we've reported. Um, I'm pretty <laughs> sure mine have been all accurate. <laughs> Every hard-hitting entertainment news source knows. Uh, all right, to, to be fair, <laughs> to be fair here, if you compare mine and Alex's air. Like when I said mine, everybody was like, "Oh wow!" Or you didn't care. One of the two, probably didn't care. But there was no alarm going off of like, "Oh wow, really?" When Alex said that uh, Marvel had been had bought back all their shit from Fox, everybody's bullshit alarm went off on that one. Yeah, my so, mistake was caught right away. Yours lingered, which is a bigger crime. Right, because mine was plausible. It's even worse, Scott. Yeah. How how is that worse? That's why that's why we're not getting that many downloads because you betrayed our audience. It's true. Stop <laughs> with the fake news. All right. Anyway, I'm pretty I'm sure Alex everybody down. knows I'm, I'm an idiot. I'm taking Alex down with me. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Here's for some real news. It's no, I never mind. I was going to make something up, but I'm just too sick to do that. Um, <laughs> Jeff lives. Newsflash. <laughs> Jeff should have said I only have two weeks to live. <laughs> Oh God, I'm dying. <laughs> okay, I'm back. Um, the only news I have, or I have a news and a review, um, there, oh, there's someone's releasing a 99 pack of beer. 99. Yeah, what? A 99 pack. And uh, where is it? I just saw it. Uh, shit. Maybe I made that up. Maybe I'm hallucinating. <laughs> I take no responsibility because I'm on drugs right now. That's a dream sequence right there. It's a 99-pack. I think it was Texas. Damn it. Hold of on. course. The place that has drive through liquor stores. 
Yeah, Texas Brewer invents a 99-pack of beer. So there you go. He invents it? It's a thing yeah. you invent? Mm-hmm. It's seven <laughs> foot long. <laughs> we got to invent the 101. <laughs> yeah, 101 pack of beer. And it's a it's a 99 bucks, so it's a buck of beer. But that's expensive compared to that, what, 40 beers for 30 bucks we got in uh, um, Mexico that one Mexico? time? That crate full of beers? There's a crate full of beers. Dos Equis, 40 beers, 30 bucks. We finished it. It's yeah. pretty rad. Mm-hmm. All right. And for my reviews, I saw Godzilla. All right. And How was Matthew I, Broderick? Yeah, he was good in this one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> it was good. I don't know. It seemed like there was a little boring for a Godzilla movie at some points, but the end was really good. When they actually had the full-on monster fight, it's pretty cool. So, um, so was it was it like a lot of build-up and stuff? Yeah, I don't even know how to describe it. It mm. was a lot of build-up, and they'd kind of show the monster, and then you go away, and then kind of go and go away. I recommend it, but it wasn't the greatest thing ever. But good, good potential for maybe more movies, which I think we reported they're going to do. You like Godzilla yeah. better or Pacific Rim? Oh, that's a good question because I didn't like Pacific Rim, but I still haven't seen uh, Godzilla. But yeah, me either. But I'm pretty I sure love I... I love the hell out of Pacific Rim. So. Agreed. So I would say maybe the storyline is a little better in Godzilla, but then Pacific Rim was a lot more action. I can't say that movie was boring. All right, so I don't know. But then the other movie I just saw and I stopped watching was that was Spider Man Two. Don't watch it. It is terrible. <laughs> I don't even know what happens. I stopped like 45 minutes into it. And... I, I caught like the first 15, 20 minutes of the second one. Um, I, I think Andrew Garfield is fine as Peter Parker. I don't have a problem with him being casted. And I, I love me some Emma Stone. Um, everything else just seemed bad. The, for Paul Giamatti in the first 20 minutes with the ridiculous tattoos and the ridiculous Russian accent. And I didn't know what the hell was going on. Yeah. Jamie Foxx's character was like an identical uh, twin of – well, not identical twin, I guess, because that would be weird – of Jim, Carrey, Jim Carrey's uh, Edward Enigma character <laughs> in the third Batman movie. You're kidding me. No, he's like this scientist who works for the company. He's really happy to meet Batman and Bruce Wayne. Then he turns him down a little bit, just a little bit, and all of a sudden, I'm going to be a supervillain. It's, it's to that point. Like, it's, it reminded me of it. <laughs> But I stopped watching it. Yeah, I mean, I think the casting of Spider-Man and Gwen Stacy is really good, but the rest of it's just terrible. Compared to the Marvel movies, it's like, come on. I wish Alex was right. Yeah, seriously. Think, think about this for a second as far as the, the casting goes. They took Kirsten Dunst, a blonde, and made her a redhead. And they took a redhead and made her a blonde <laughs> for Gwen Stacy. In both, in both franchises, mind you. Uh, Bryce Dallas Howard in the... Sam Raimi ones. Yeah, she looks good. Um, Emma Stone in this. Mm-hmm. All the girls in the Super or Spider movies I always thought looked decent, but anyway, don't watch it. That's my uh, no go. My no fly zone. <laughs> no fly zone. <laughs> I gotta go over the fence. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no web shooter zone. I don't know. Flip. Well, much like Jeff. Are you done, Jeff? Um. Yeah. Okay. Are you finished? Are you finished? Again, I've had it. I also have a bit of news, real news, and is it, uh, is it a tidbit? A review. It's a, it's a tidbit. It's actually it actually is a little tidbit. Uh-huh. This this comes from Variety. I don't know if you guys have heard of it. Yeah. That there is a new Looney Tunes spinoff movie coming up. They're making another one. And after I did actually watch Looney Tunes back in action, I was very entertained. I really liked that movie. Yeah, I've, I think I've talked about it a few times, and I do recommend it. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of looking forward to this, especially since it has the writers from X-Men First Class. All right. And the movie, hey, got it. I guess it's going to be based around Acme, the company, the fake company that, you know, Wiley Coyote gets all his stuff from. Sweet. Hey, we have to give a shout-out to William Grimwood. Guy responded to our Facebook page. He told him we were recording right now and for fans to chime in, and he did. Whoa. He's from Toronto. He says he loves us. Good job, William. We love you, too. Thanks. I'm and, only... Yeah, I, keep tuning in. Well, I'm not in love with William, but I'm 
I like him. But oh wait, <laughs> I think Jeff died. <laughs> maybe maybe this is this is what did it. This Overcome by emotion. Oh, we we have a fan. Blah. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> I'm dying. I'm did sorry, you, man. Did you defibrillate yourself? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Keep going. I just wanted to. Uh... <laughs> oh. Okay. Well, my, my my review. I interrupt you. Yeah, it's fine. I do it all the time. It's fun. It's fun, right? Interrupting. <laughs> My review was from the masterpiece that is the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie. You watched that? I watched some of it before I walked out of the movie theater slash living room. <laughs> yeah, the movie is pretty freaking terrible if you know anything about the Ninja Turtles. And I mean, I've been watching Ninja Turtles since I was a kid. I actually collected a lot of the comic books from not not just Kevin Eastman and Peter Laird, not just the ones written by them, but also from like a litany of other writers and artists and stuff. So when I was a kid, I was a super fan of Ninja Turtles. So when oh yeah, prove it. <laughs> Which turtle wore purple underwear? <laughs> None. None of them wore underwear. Oh, sweet. <laughs> they were nude under that show? Yeah. It, it was also their house. Man, I'm like a turtle. <laughs> okay. According to them, they love being a turtle. Anyways, they made some essential changes to the characters that I just couldn't get past. If I hadn't known anything, and I'm saying Nothing about the Ninja Turtles. This is like my first exposure to Ninja Turtles. It would be a pretty decent action movie. There's some do they good... like do they like gluten free pizza? <laughs> it's horrible. Like it's unwatchable. <laughs> gluten free pizza, my ass. But yeah, it, it was. It's a really good action movie. It's it's pretty well shot. The oh, choreography is really good. But I hate you. I know. First of all, the Ninja Turtles were owned by April O'Neil when she was a child. So all four turtles were her turtles. Next, Idols. Splinter was never from Japan. And this is the thing that almost made me throw up. While he was sweeping the sewers, he finds a book of ninjutsu, and that's how he learns ninjutsu. Well, yeah. I am shocked and appalled. Oh my gosh. So there's so he's not tied, you know, through Shredder. He's not tied to Shredder at all through his actual, you know, ninjutsu master Hamato Yoshi. So that's right out the fucking window right now. All the turtles are six foot tall like monsters, not ninja like at all, in any sense of the word. And Michelangelo actually says this line. <laughs> like 15 minutes into the movie when he meets uh, <laughs> when he meets April O'Neil for the first time sh- he says oh she's so hot my shell is getting tight yep so don't give Michael Bay any more money please don't go watch this but you did <laughs> technically I didn't give him any money FBI, swarm, swarm. What? (laughs) (laughs) I don't think they would indict me. It's like, it was the Ninja Turtles. I stopped, like, less than halfway. Whoa, okay. And that's my depressing review and news. Scott, let's hear your news. Okay. Uh, So, just Amazon. (laughs) Yes. Uh, And then they're buying Marvel. So, just to bring things down to to finish out the news this week, uh, one story. uh, To rule them all. Yeah. uh, Sir Richard Attenborough passed away. uh, Oh, it's the DNA. Yeah. Of uh, Jurassic Park, uh, Hammond fame. Um, I think he spared an expense somewhere, so. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, He... 
He had a pretty good run. I think he was around 90 or so. So, wow. so nice. he had uh, a nice long career. Um, I think will be remembered the the most for uh, Jurassic Park, of course. Um, Oh, when I was a little boy, my mom took me to the flea circus, and I told my mommy, "Oh, little fleas, can you see the flea mommies? I can see the fleas." That was a great monologue. Yep. So that's my news. See, that's I thought he would. He was like a hundred when he made the movie. <laughs> yeah, he looked pretty old. <laughs> oh, and he, he was, was like also, a, uh, Santa Claus in the remake yeah. of uh, Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street. Was it the remake or the original? No. <laughs> He's really old, then. I, I think he could have been both. <laughs> uh, yeah. And what else was he in? So, hey, that could have been in your commercial. There you go, full circle. The Dino DNA commercial. Mr. DNA. Oh. <laughs> A real Dino live baby dinosaur. We'll do an episode about fake mascots and Mr. DNA, number one. He will be. <laughs> oh, Mr. DNA. That hood, John. Yep, all right. So, sounds like we're done with this episode. <laughs> it's, it certainly does. What are we going to be talking about next week, Alex? Next week, we'll be talking about okay. Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost Ark. <gasps> Specifically, the scene where Tot's face literally melts off of his face. Tot or tote? Is it tote? Tote bag? Oh, I don't know. We'll have, to, we'll have to figure that out. I taught his name with something else. <laughs> <laughs> Strong. I taught, I taught, I tote. Oh, man. But anyways, that scene... As awesome as it was, it was both awe-inspiring and it was terrifying when I first saw it as a kid. It haunts me to this day. Well, you weren't supposed to look. <laughs> that's, that's why I look at it. <laughs> well, you're right, Jeff. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Michael, Michael. Sorry, not talking much. No, it's, it's understandable. <coughs> yep. You're dying, man. You're fucking a, dying, man. I had a couple witty comments that no one heard because I forgot I was on mute. But that's right. <laughs> that's that's yeah. That, I have, so do I. <laughs> no, so you guys are dicks. They're not even responding. They're totally ignoring me. <laughs> That's what happened to me last week. That's what happens to you every week, Alex. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and I think I just found our ending bit. Mm-hmm.